you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, Damashek here. Make sure you check out the new episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program. We're joined by Meet the Press host and Green Bay Packers fan Chuck Todd, plus Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, and I are setting the table for you just before kickoff. We're talking about the Vikings, the Colts, the entire AFC, the entire NFC. Football season is upon us. Check it out on iTunes or NFL.com slash podcasts. And now, move the sticks. With Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. It's game week. We made it, Bucky. The NFL season kicks off this Thursday. We have college football that's already taken place in America, not counting the Australia game. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of football to discuss here today, Buck. Yeah, we do have a lot of football to discuss, and I know we'll eventually get to the NFL and some of the things that are on the horizon, but what a great weekend of college football games. That was I awesome. You had a chance to be on the road a little bit. Got a chance to see SC in Alabama, which was a little Not bit such a good game. Snoozer. But then also being able to see Texas and Notre Dame and some of the takeaways that have come from that. And one of the things that I'm curious, uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat and bow to you already. Your bold prediction. I went all in, Buck. Deshaun Kaiser. Got a lot of laughs when that article got published. Deshaun Kaiser, a lot of people didn't necessarily know who Deshaun Kaiser was. He played last year after Malik Zaire had been injured, but he shows up on maybe the biggest stage of the weekend, and there's a lot of buzz about him. Tell me what you saw when you saw him. Well, I mean, you saw the uh, – did you see the TV ratings for the game? Like It was like the, the highest-rated game they've had in a long time. Uh, so everybody in the whole country was watching. You talk about being a big stage. The atmosphere was electric. 100,000 people there at Texas. Uh, you know, the storied programs in Notre Dame and Texas go down there on the field before the game. Uh, I actually ran into Jalen Smith. Man, he is oh, – I yeah. mean, I hope his knee comes back. That dude is in phenomenal shape. Yeah, I've seen him, yeah. Fo- Fuller was down there. Will Fuller was down there from Notre Dame. Yeah, David Robinson, the admiral, was down there. His son His son is a student. Yeah, yeah he's, he had to give up football because he, of concussions. Or yeah, he thinks he's a student body president as well or something like that. But yeah. uh, it was just a real big game atmosphere. And so the stage was big. I just knew from having seen him a little bit on tape over the summer, this is a big, strong kid. He can move around. He's got a lot of tools. And then actually – know some guys that worked with him in the summer 
and had just heard phenomenal things about him. So I'm like, okay, this guy's incredibly talented. He's at Notre Dame, which is very visible, and his, his opening game is going to be seen by everybody. Everybody. So it was a nice kind of a kickoff for your campaign. Now, originally – I thought, okay, I know they're saying it's a two-quarterback deal there, but they're going to give uh, Malik Zaire a series, maybe two series, and he's done, and you're going to put Kaiser. But Coach Kelly kept rotating these dudes throughout the game, so he put up those monster numbers that he did against Texas Well, not even getting to play the whole game. You know, I, I, I think it's interesting because we'll, we'll talk about the other Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I got a chance to meet both of those guys this summer down at Redondo Beach at the Elite 11 uh, finals, and the thing that struck me as impressive about both guys Deshaun Kaiser um, very articulate high football IQ really understood it when we talked about it but then when you watch him throw um, and you get around him physically he kind of looks like the prototypical quarterback should look he's big um, big shoulders strapping big arm athletic enough to make plays on the move but is very very comfortable in the chaos of the pocket and what I saw in that game even though it's TV scouting he throws with tremendous anticipation and yep. timing. Uh, the ball that he threw to Torrey Hunter Jr., that Torrey Hunter couldn't catch because he got hit um, at the end of the reception, but he lets the ball go well before the break, delivers it to a perfect sweet spot. It is an NFL throw all day, every day. And when he did that, after he had already done so many spectacular things, I was like, man, this dude has all the tools in the toolbox. The, the stage isn't too big. Um He's doing it, and he's talking about a guy who has only started for like a year and some change. A lot of upside, a lot of potential. I think he got a lot of scouts' attention because he certainly could be in the process this year. So we had Goff versus Wentz last year, and we might have Deshaun versus Deshaun. Deshaun. It, it, it could be interesting. So, so my oh. take on Deshaun Watson watching the Auburn game. See, I didn't get to see any of that game. So, you so, so, so I got a chance to watch him versus the Auburn game. And, and as I wrote in our, in our notebook or the thing that we posted on NFL.com after the games where we grade in the Big Five is he didn't have his A game, meaning it wasn't the spectacular performance that I saw versus North Carolina, Oklahoma, or Alabama at the end of last year. But what it was was a solid performance where he had to make plays at the end of the game, and he made those plays. He was a little spotty with his accuracy throughout the game, but he delivered some dimes to your guy, Mike Williams. Oh, I'm a big, Mike big receiver, fan. Mike Williams, uh, coming off of last year where he missed because of the neck injury. He found him early and often. They hooked up repeatedly, back shoulder fades, uh, some of the other stuff that they were able to do in critical moments. So Deshaun Watson has some stuff. The thing that we'll have to see with Deshaun is because he was the front runner coming into the year, the pressure on him is a little different than some of the other guys. How does he respond to being picked apart year day I mean week after week after week can he kind of endure the scrutiny that he now will kind of put himself under because people have kind of anointed him the front runner in this race for the top quarterbacks by going into the next season I'm anxious to see him against Florida State man that Clemson Florida State game is going to be a lot of fun to watch but I don't know if you saw what I just did here but uh, it's uh, an audio pod and I, have, I pay off a bet so I don't I, know if I'm gonna let you off the hook with that this is uh, oh, hey I said I would tie a tie uh, uh, orange, uh, oh. ugly orange tie. I'm not putting it all the way up to my neck because I don't know what Sully's done with this. Well, I, I was at least gracious. You were very nice. You gave me three options. And for those that didn't hear last episode, we <laughs> made a uh, gentleman's agreement here on App State, Tennessee. Yeah, you go ahead, Buck. You can put that thing out. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not putting that thing up to my neck. <laughs> I, uh, I said, you know, look, and there's people in the desert that would say one team should maybe win by more points than another, you know, but I don't play that game. No. 
I was confident in App State, in my alma mater, that they would go in to Knoxville in front of a hundred and whatever thousand people you put in that stadium. 102, 445. Against the number nine team in the country. <laughs> and I was confident we would handle our business. And we were handling our business, Buck. We were up 13-3 to at halftime, completely dominating the line of scrimmage against the big, bad SEC team. Yeah, that's concerning. And then give up one play. Yep. Down the field, Josh yep. Dobbs hits hits a long ball down the field on our fr- true freshman corner, which uh-huh. was a horrible throw, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> Somehow still ends up being a touchdown. And then we – after the game, by the way – sorry, Sully. Yeah. For those who don't know, this is our producer, Sully. He's a, he's a, he's a Tennessee grad. I am. So that's who we have this, uh, this agreement with. Want to know. So, Sully. Yes. I, I watched – this is how hurt I was. I watched Butch Jones' post-game presser. Did you, yeah. did you watch that? Are you that hardcore? Uh, I watched uh, bits and pieces. I've, I've so Buck. Did you get exactly a chance? Did you see the, the game, Bucky? I did have food. a chance to see. Okay, listen to this quote and tell me what you think. After the game, <laughs> and he even said this. I think he even said this on TV. Yeah. Coach Jones said, "You know, I'm proud of my team because anything that could go wrong and go against the Vols went against the Vols in, this in the game. first half. I in almost, the first half. I almost <laughs> fell on the let me, floor let me, let when me he de- said this. You fumbled the ball me, 900 def- times and recovered me, all but one of let them. Let me defend. Let me defend Butch for a second. It was a perfect storm in the first half between." One of your leaders, Cam Sutton, fumbling, fumbling a punt return. He's a pretty That's not going. That's that's that, not going against. Him. I know it's not. It's not okay. Well, uh, Jalen Reeves may have been your heart and soul, your defense, yeah. your 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 quarterback of your defense against a very difficult offense to defend that yep. you don't play against very much. Gets ejected on a terrible, uh, uh, terrible call. Uh, we also didn't get a call for us in the end zone, so that goes against us. Uh, and then and. You, how about how about the you don't get any breaks in the first half? Fumbles on your running back goes on the ground. And by the way, there, well, my last one thing. was a bad snap. And and no, I'm talking about in the open field where he got right. stuck and put the ball on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the maybe the greatest hit of the entire weekend of what we put on Gilchrist, our linebacker, who is an NFL prospect by the way. But right. Later. <laughs> hit Josh Dobbs and separated him from the football and suplexed him into the ground as well. And then this was the other thing that he said. I'm sorry, Buck. I'm venting. This ugly tie has got me all hot and bothered here. I would be too. So I mean, after after you guys game, deserved that one. Uh, who was it? Who was it that said? Oh, I think it was Brent Musburger who was calling the game. Said the ball was in the end zone and Tennessee just wanted it more. Jay, Jay, I'm Jay, like, Tennessee Jay, wanted it more. Jaylen have Hurd. you watched any of this game? We have out hit this team from the start of the game <laughs> to their last points that they not, scored. Not Jalen Hurd. Not Jalen Hurd. I mean, he he had a, so he, had he really wanted it more than the App State guy. The ball was at his feet. <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't pick it up with his feet. We, I mean, it's just like right. If you're gonna say anything about App State, we are. You guys aren't losing another game. Team, tough, toughest teams you'll find, and we're gonna play with tremendous effort. So to watch us kick their butts, that Tennessee Bucky, they thought, oh, we're, you know, we're gonna, we are a 240 pound running back who is, I'm not not buying by the way. You're not uh, buying Jalen Hurd, no. okay? And, well, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna be physical. We're just gonna. Run say it was like they had no game plan. We're just gonna, and then they couldn't run the ball. They, the average, they what do you average? Three yards a carry? Something like that, but. Uh, do like Josh our Jones, offensive though. line scares oh, they've me. They've got these beautiful receivers out there. Do right. Like just completely. Preston Williams, too. Offense. Where did Preston Williams go? He was, the, That first the, offensive drive, gorgeous out routes. This, you know, this, and, and, and swings, to, and, and it looked great. And then we went away from the, we went away from the throw game, as Since Butch I Jones put this tie on, I've, I've really got upset. But yeah. I know. So I, know. I just want to know, after the game, like, like say Monday night. Yeah. You know how you have group texts. Like, I picture the Tennessee wide receivers 
and the LSU wide receivers. Be, just be like, bro, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. What are we doing? I'm a five-star. You're a five-star. He's a five-star. 6'3", yeah. 220, you know, run whatever. And, the top- and they don't – how can – I just it blows my mind <laughs> that LSU does not have anybody that can throw the football. How uh, is that possible? It's, it's tough now. That, I can't go in too hard on my guys, Brandon Harris and, and Josh Dobbs. I'm hoping that they can turn around because I'm trying not to make one game into a season, but you would like to see they can't throw better, better production and they better play from throw. the quarterback position. They can't throw. Based on the guys that they have on the outside. I'm gonna, this, is a, this is a guilty confession here. Yes. I did not, I did not see the North Carolina-Georgia game. Oh. But I, I – I don't even want to know what the the results are of our picks because I think I missed every one of them. Uh, don't tell me yet. Okay, hold, I won't tell you. That, I won't tell that. you. So Bucky's a good friend. He's been a good friend for a long time. We do this show together. Uh, but Bucky picked against App State, my alma mater. Picked Tennessee, which is understandable. The number nine at home, I get it. But I didn't let that go. And so when I would look at updates and I saw early on North Carolina was winning, I wasn't happy. <laughs> and then I saw Georgia. And uh, so it felt it was misery loves. Com- I wanted I wanted some such company. a disappointing loss. Such a disappointing loss. But I will say the takeaway from that game is Nick Chubb is back. Yeah, uh, we talked about this running back class and the potential oh. running back class that that we could see in the 2017 draft is remarkable. Nick Chubb coming off a ACL injury that he suffered in October of last year to come back and to have uh, 30 plus carries, 222 yards, a 55 yard run to show the speed. Uh, the explosiveness and power in an old school offense. Like, I, I mean, you might as well turn back the clock 30 years and put Herschel Walker in the dot position because all they ran were 48 toss, toss <laughs> over and over and over again. And the fact that he was able to kind of grind it between the tackles said a lot about him. He didn't show any ill effects. He didn't show any fear factor, any of that stuff. But let me, let me talk about this because we've talked about the running I did backs. my venting. Go ahead. We, we talked about the running backs. Yeah. North Carolina has a nice running back in Elijah Hood, and I put Elijah Hood in one of my top five uh, running back pieces. But I'm going to say this. I had a chance to look at the Houston-Oklahoma game. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people that are really on Samaji Ryan for what he can do he's inside not, and he's outside. He's not the guy on that team, but I'm going to tell you. Joe Mixon. That's a dude. Joe Mixon is the dude. Mm-hmm. And I know Joe Mixon has some character stuff that's going to have to be vetted out. He had a situation his freshman year, domestic violence um, situation that is deplorable, and we'll have to kind of – take him to task for that but I do know when people look at the talent on tape they're gonna be intoxicated because his ability not only to run the ball inside and out but to catch the ball out the backfield mm-hmm. he is a unique talent he is going to really create a dilemma in meeting rooms because you got to weigh the character versus the talent but that dude is the dude on Oklahoma's team and I know that fully aware of what Samaji P. Ryan has been able to do Joe Mixon is the guy that I think no. is the better prospect of the two. No question. I think we even hammered that home in our little notes. We're doing this uh, every week now. We're doing a move the sticks notes going into the college football weekend. Bucky, myself, it's what we what we hear, but also what our own thoughts are on these guys. Um, and I think we even had that in, in in that note this week. And we talked about him when we when we were looking at this P Ryan over the summer. It was like, man, he's okay. He's a hard runner and all that. But the other guy's the guy. The other guy. The other guy's the guy. The other guy's dynamic. The other guy and Joe Mixon is someone that when we're looking for a pro running back, we're talking about a guy that can run it, he can go inside and outside, he can catch the ball out the backfield, he's serviceable in pass protection. He has all those skills. I like P. Ryan, but P. Ryan, to me, is a guy that is more of a, a early down back. Maybe you bring him off the field. Mixon has special qualities and, and, and the kind of stuff that we look for. So we, we're already talking about P. Ryan, Mixon, Chubb, 
We know Leonard Fournette is out there. Christian McCaffrey's out there. Um, there's Royce Freeman up in Talk Oregon. Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I, there's so many running backs. I saw another one. I mean, it's like it's funny. Every it seems like every game I watch, or if I'm flipping the channel, I see another one. I was at the Texas game against Notre Dame. Texas has Foreman. That oh. running back is like 250 pounds. Bro. Oh man, and he's got he's nimble. And don't forget the 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 backup running back too. Uh, his name's Warren. Don't, Warren, yeah, yeah Warren. He's, he's, he's only another, he's I think another he's only base a sophomore. Too. Yeah, go back and watch uh, uh, again. It's it was against Texas Tech, pounds, but yeah. he's a big boy. He yeah. was he was trucking Texas. One Tech was two forty nine. One's two fifty one. Yeah, big boys. But uh, anyways, and then you go to the uh, the Bama SC game. Bucky whew, got out of control early, but I, it was funny because you know my relationship with Chris Mortensen and, and awesome news that yes. he's it looks like he's on the right side of this thing now with his cancer that he's been battling. But he's been a family friend of mine for 20 years. And his son, Alex, is on the staff at, at uh, Alabama. I believe he's a grad assistant there or, or an analyst. I don't know what, what his, his title is. But so Mort was able to make the trip to go to the game. So I, I talked with him, and I ended up going over and seeing him. He was at the team hotel. So it was great to visit with him. He gave me a killer parking pass, by the way. <laughs> but um, So it was great to visit with him. But it was interesting being at the Bama Hotel. I walked out of there, and, I, and like all the players were down there taking pictures with their family and just loose as can be. And I left the hotel, and I thought, this team is either so used to this big stage that this is just no big deal. This is a big game. They're Jerry's World. It's you know marquee matchup. And they were just – I thought, they either maybe they're overlooking SC or whatever. Then they come out there for the warm-ups, and SC starts crawling around on the ground, and I'm like, oh, no. This is not good. No, no, because you're not. No, and Bam had just been there, done that, and they weathered the early storm. They couldn't really do anything offensively uh, early on. I think USC is better on the defensive side of the ball um, than than people thought. Clancy Pendergast is a really he's a really good coach, and uh, so they were able to keep it close for a while. Then SC just kind of just had all these self-inflicted wounds. A punter takes a knee after he doesn't get the snap. You have a pick six. You have two busted coverages that result in long plays. But just Alabama just has that been there, done that mentality to them and they have their front seven those guys have all trimmed up and lost some weight Ruben Foster was flying around the field from the side linebacker spot he's a monster they can't they couldn't block the dudes up front I mean Allen is a big physical dude we knew about Tim Williams uh, Ryan Anderson on the other side to me might be the best overall player in their front seven they yes he couldn't block him the whole game now it's, it's, it's amazing to watch all those, those young guys and you saw the young quarterback come in Jalen Hurst who came and showed outstanding poise we didn't even really get a chance to see OJ Howard do a lot of work yeah, a couple catches Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Ridley had two catches for nine yards yeah, Dory Jackson, Jackson played did great a good job. Yeah. Did, a good, did a good job against him but when I look in that secondary Minka Fitzpatrick and some of the young guys good looking kids here uh, Humphrey did a nice job in that game. Marlon Humphrey, who has bloodlines and legacy, his dad, Bobby Humphrey, was one of my teammates briefly in Buffalo after he played for a while. Great haircut, by the uh, way, Bobby Humphrey back, know, in the day. back in the day. High top. High top. All high the way top. High. Bobby Humphrey played. Sully, that's your that, let's give Sully – you did a great job on your homework assignment last week. More homework this week? Andrew Walter side-by-side side with the guy from Office Space. Good work by you. Right, right. I need a, I need a Humphrey, uh, I need Bobby a Humphrey, Humphrey pick. Bobby, Bobby Humphrey, Humphrey pick. Yeah, but it's not Okay. Good, good player on the perimeter. There's just so many guys that they just have and they put them in situations to succeed. It's just, I mean, it's hard to knock Alabama. And say what you want to about Lane Kiffin and all the things that may have happened at SC. He is a terrific play caller. He does a great job of understanding what he has. And he finds a way to exploit the, the, the weak link of that defense, and he's continued to do it since he's been at Alabama. No question. All right, but before we get Sully to give us the results here of last week's debacle, um, you you an HGTV guy? Do you watch any of those HGTV? Sometimes. Shows? Sometimes I watch. Fixer Upper? Have you seen the show Fixer Upper? I have seen 
Fixer upper, you said. So I'm driving. I go to the game uh, in Dallas, SC Bama. Get up the next morning. I'm gonna drive to Austin for the Notre Dame Texas game. So I'm driving. I call my wife. Been on the road for a while. And she asks, you know, where are you? I'm driving. You know, what what are you near? I said, I'm just. I think I'm 20 miles outside of Waco. You got to go through Waco to get to Austin. She goes, Oh, you gotta you gotta go to Magnolia Farms. And we watched this show, so I knew what the you best, were talking about. The best show on HGTV, by the way. It, Fixer Upper is a great show. It's a great show. Chip, Chip and Joanna Gaines, and they fix both They're great. Houses. So they have bought these silos, and they have a store there, and you see it on the TV show. So I pump it in my phone to find out where it is. So I get off the freeway and go find this place. I was going to get my wife a T-shirt. Closed. <laughs> I should have known in Texas Sunday. Yeah. No, yeah. it's totally closed. So I ended up like taking a selfie out in front of this place just to kind of prove that I was there. They're the groupie. They have like groupies for this show. There was like, and they're all in the late sixties, early seventies, and these these husbands and wives. It's kind of cute. I mean, they're out there taking their pictures. Oh, you remember this episode where they did this, 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 and this? And I'm like, man, you know, we live in this sports cocoon. HGTV stars, man. <laughs> that's like that's a that's like a shrine for those people. I love that show. I, I feel like what was it sometime last summer that. About ten of us in the office had a debate on Twitter about oh, HGTV. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, pro- I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, the property thing. brothers. They're my guys on Twitter, yeah, so yeah. I'm always loyal to them. But I, I had to uh, make the stop over there. All right, silly. What was the damage from these picks? Uh, so Bucky won the weekend, eight Three. and two. Good job, Buck. Eight that was two? nice. Yeah, yeah only two losses down. were uh, LSU and North Carolina. Wow. He, he picked the rest of them. LSU called the Texas win. Here, here's the thing. LSU. What about the close? Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad. How about the close but no cigar gutsy up? I remember. I think I took some grief on here for saying that Auburn. Could be. Oh, oh yeah, that's a nice yeah, pick. That's did. a nice two, pick. Two shots at the end zone. By I mean, the way, you could no you could have easily been field goal. Well, my 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 thought. That, yeah, that was worried. that was bad. No, I was. I think he was worried about uh, a block, a block, and yeah. a okay. return. Well, and look then, at the Texas Notre Dame game. You look at the fact that Auburn <laughs> hadn't been able to throw much of anything. Yeah. To think that they would be able to go down the field and put themselves in range for Hail Mary, I'm sure he was playing the odds. But if not, if not for the play. Of number 18, I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. When he jumped up, he batted it up, but then came back and knocked it down. Yeah. I had visions. I had visions. Yeah. A bad one. Yeah. We know we know what Auburn can do after the Georgia game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it, you yeah. know? But uh, anyway, so and then, uh, what was my damage? Was I 500? Went, yeah, you could have. You were 500. You oh. could have gone 7-3 and three with your Appy State win. And, and, oh, and, and, uh, man. And uh, the Auburn upset almost. I would have been close five, if I would have been one and nine, and we would have just beat your crappy team. I would have been happy with that. <laughs> well, you get the U. That tie looks Next good, week? though. I by know. the way, Yo, orange oh, orange is a good color on just about everybody. Next week you get Miami. Uh, we have uh, ODU next week, and then week three. I don't I don't see you guys losing the rest of the way. Here's my question, and I'm sorry. Miami's front seven is not Tennessee's front for seven. The, your O line is going to bully those guys. Well, for those uh, listening that are probably sick of the App State talk, my last App State <laughs> talk, my last point here, Buck. If if we beat Miami, we run the table the rest of the year. South Alabama, who beat Mississippi State, yes, is in the, is in the Sun Belt. We beat them. Georgia Southern is a good football team, but we run the table. We end up 11 and one. I think we're in the top 25 with our only loss being at Tennessee in a game that everybody watched us kick their butt. Oh, I, I was thinking you were about to say the Final Four. I was like, easy, partner. I'm not going to the Final no. Four. I thought, I thought but, no, but they, they, they do have. They do. That's where we're going with it. They yeah. do have a spot in the in the. Uh, for not. Uh, yeah, it's not. Five. It's not in the Final Four. It's at, like the, the one of the at large. Yeah, at large. One of the large. Large. Don't sleep. Thank you yep. for bringing that up. I got nice. something to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. Nice. We'll probably like we'll lose Arkansas State or something. But I'm just I just like to dream into the future. If that was our only loss at the at a top ten team on the road. And, and it was really a good loss if there is such a thing. Uh, I mean, a little more victory. But, like, you have a big one. Miami, in a couple of weeks, you get a chance to 
Redeemed I'm picking Happy State now. I'm not. I mean, a, I'm, I'm not picking the, him now. I'm not the biggest Brad Kaya guy, but he's going to give us a little more trouble through the year. I think. <laughs> stops did. True. True. Uh, Bucky, some NFL stuff here, real quick. Um, and again, we'll have another episode Thursday. We're in the two a week now, so if you you want some NFL talk, we'll have a lot more next week. Watched a ton of rookies. I got to do this uh, ranking of like my top twenty rookies. I'm updated every quarter. Watched a watched a bunch of guys. Um, and uh, I'll give you some feedback on a, on a couple of them that I liked in particular here. First guy I watched, Bucky, Ronnie Stanley. Heard a lot of buzz. He played really well in the preseason, so popped him on. Uh, actually, was he's playing really well, especially in pass protection. He's got really good feet. He uses length. He's really long, dude. Just people can't get into his chest. He's played well. Not really much inline power in the run game, but, uh, you know, hey, you got to protect Joe Flacco. Looks like a, a good pick so far. No, I think he's, he's he's played fairly well. Obviously, coming in, jumping in there, the expectation is high because they elect to take him over Larry Tunsil. Uh, protecting the blind side of Joe Flacco is important, particularly him coming in off that knee. And they got to get the run game established. I know they re-signed Justin Forsett. He should be the bell cow. Kenneth Dixon, we've been hearing good things about them. Baltimore's offense should be better. Ronnie Staley is going to have to be a huge contributor to that uh, by being able to solidify that backside. Laramie Tunsil playing left guard for the Dolphins. Did a nice job. I'll tell you what, it makes it easy uh, when you can just kind of fan the other way because the center doesn't have to worry about him uh, or Albert there on the, on the left side. They can operate in a little bit more space. As a guard, you think about being in restricted areas. But he gets isolated a little bit. Teams will do that with their fronts and really played well. Missed missed a couple uh, loopers. You know, some of that action happens a little bit quick in there. He'll pick that up fine. I actually thought he did a decent job in the run game as well. Just biding his time for a year at guard before we see him kick out the tackle. There should be a much improved offensive line. That offensive line is critical because I believe it's important to keep Ryan Tannehill upright and allow him to throw from a clean pocket. When he throws from a clean pocket, that's when he's at his best, like most quarterbacks. But for Adam Gase, the ball has to come out. He wants to play the passing game within a 10- to 15-yard box. They need to be able to stave off that initial wave, initial wave of pressure. Lambert Tunnels should be able to do that left guard. Will Fuller, going to talk about him a little bit on, on total access today. I was originally going to do Tunsil. You're talking about Tajay Sharp, but I thought let's keep the receiver thing together. So I did Will Fuller playing well. He's still not a natural pass catcher. He still he, he, he jumps on more body catches than anybody I've seen, but the guy that dude can get on top of coverage, and he tracks the ball over his shoulder extremely well. You know, he tracks the ball very, very nicely. Um, the biggest issue that we had with him coming into the draft was his ability to catch the ball consistently. Um, when he's facing up the quarterback. Facing the quarterback. Well, I don't know why he and, tracks and, it and catches it and, naturally. And sometimes the, the when he leaves his feet to jump up, it's a confidence issue. He wants to find a way to put himself in a position where he can crater the ball against his chest and trap it in. Um, but for what they need from him, they don't need him to worry about doing some of those coming back to the quarterback type deals. He is strictly there to be the vertical playmaker, the guy that can take the top off the defense. And we've seen the last couple of games in preseason week two and week three when they targeted him, particularly Brock Osweiler, it was on fades, deep shots, taking the ball down the field. If they can hit him on that, it opens up the field for DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Strong, and even Braxton Miller makes a cameo every now and then being a playmaker over the middle of the field. Give me the uh, the 15-second report on Tajay Sharp. You know, Tajay Sharp, outstanding route runner, smooth and fluid. He's someone that I overlooked during the draft process. He stepped right in um, and has become Marcus Mariota's favorite target, catches the ball inside the numbers well, has some sneaky running skills when he gets the ball in his hands. He is going to be the number one guy. If I had to pick someone up in fantasy, Tajay Sharp would be a guy because he should get a lot of targets heading his direction. I wrote down Crafty at the top. Yep. 
He has he has some he's some slippery crafty. stuff. He's, he's crafty at the top of his route. I'm gonna rip through some of these other guys that I watched here. I'm just gonna rip, rip through them what I think. And Buck, you can chime in at at the after I rip through these guys on where you think it may become of these guys or anybody else you have in mind. Uh, Hunter Henry. Tight end for San Diego. He's a nice face-up target, catches everything. Not going to really run away from anybody, but really understand how to settle in zones. Did a nice job. Vernon Hargraves is playing outstanding. He's got a chance to be one of the best nickels in the league right now mm-hmm. and, and has the versatility to come outside. Noah Spence, your guy, rushing the passer there. Effort, got a nice little shake bowl. Uh, he's he's uh, done a nice job rushing, rushing the passer there. Matt Judon, another guy we've talked about before for Baltimore out of Saginaw Valley. He has been really impressive. He's beat a lot of good tackles, like NFL starting tackles yes. in the preseason. He's got quick hands. Effort's great. He knows how to rush the passer. Jonathan Bullard for the Bears. Interior quickness as a defensive lineman. McKenzie Alexander, how in the crap does this guy have two interceptions in the preseason when that was the – he couldn't – but I will say this. I, I Snapchatted a, uh, a video. I did a lot of Snapchat this morning while I was watching tape. Uh, he 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 had the easiest dropped interception. I was like, man, he, sh- he had two. He should have three uh, interceptions in the preseason. But he's played really well. Um, you look at uh, Michael Thomas from New Orleans, done a nice job. I don't think I still don't think he's all that dynamic or explosive, but he fits this offense really well. He's efficient at the top of his route. Um, he can track it down the field. Sua Cravens at inside linebacker, Buck. He's done a nice job. The instincts yes. really, really jump out. It's going to serve him well in there. He's kind of that new modern linebacker that we've talked about. And Joe Tooney, the guy we talked about a bunch on Path to the Draft yep. for the Patriots starting at guard, uh, has played really well. You know, the guys that stand out to me, Sewer Craven stands out because he is that new hybrid, being able to drop down. In essence, it's a, really a dime defense. He's a dime linebacker, but he's able to run and chase. His instincts as a safety and a linebacker really show through. Uh, Vernon Hargrave, not surprised to see him doing well. He is a guy that has a high football IQ, very competitive, can play inside and outside, makes him a very valuable asset to what Mike Smith wants to do on that defense. And you talked about Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry and watching him in joint practices against the Arizona Cardinals, I think he can be a guy that is really sneaky productive for the San Diego Chargers. I envision them running a lot of 12 personnel packages, one back, two tight end sets. He and Antonio Gates on the field. I believe he can split out wide and do some things. He also motion down to the slot. Look for him to be very, very productive. I think as they lost Stevie Johnson, Hunter Henry rolled and in prominence increases in the game plan, I think he's going to be a 50-catch guy immediately as a rookie. No, Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. You remember when uh, when Victor Cruz came out in the preseason and just torched everybody? Absolutely. Undrafted and then just torched everybody in the preseason and it was like, okay, is this too good to be true? And, and I remember I think Rex even said something about him. Where did yes. you find this guy? He was yeah, like on number hard three. knocks. Yeah. Yes. When I, I got – you know, I know Robbie Anderson, this receiver – for the Jets has gone off in the preseason. I didn't really pay attention to him, but I had somebody from a team say, go watch this dude. So I, I pumped it in the computer and, and sorted it by targets and watched every ball that got thrown to him. Bucky, I might be crazy. This undrafted rookie from Temple, Robbie Anderson, remind, he reminds me of Chad Johnson. <laughs> you, you, I you mean, he's so he – is, he's explosive – but he's efficient at the same time. A lot of times those two traits don't go together. But I watched him stack receivers or corners, get on top of them, separate, make plays down the field, setting up routes, quick in and out, stop and go, just crisp. This guy is can really play. I mean, they, have, they are loaded at the receiver position. But I, I'm telling you, I, don't be shocked if this kid finds his way on the field this year. He can play. He was very productive with Bryce Petty on the field. He's very productive with Christian Hackenberg on the field. He made plays. He's made plays in the vertical part of the field. He can run routes on the intermediate areas. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, and, and we talk about it in the draft, as much as we love draft picks, 
really they're 50-50 propositions. We don't know. It's a coin flip. But these undrafted guys, they get an opportunity. And what you're hoping for is that they flash long enough to give you another opportunity to see them. And what he's been able to do, he's consistently made plays whenever he's been on the field. That is something that eventually earns you a jersey. And if he continues to do it on the practice field now that the regular season starts, eventually he works his way into the rotation. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has a chance to target him on some of those things when people are taking away Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. Yeah, no, he's he's interesting guy. I mean, they had no shot to try and sneak him down to the practice. Not at no all. Shot. But the way that the draft prospect process works, but gosh, I think I did 400 guys, maybe 350, 400 guys. I swear I never even heard of him. It, it, Nobody told me about this. Dude. No, it's funny. It, it happens like that. You just don't know. And so that's why we can take these stands. And we as scouts always have to be willing to sometimes admit that, man, we might have missed that guy. You yeah. know, I was a little off on that guy. But that is a classic case of someone kind of getting their opportunity and doing it and making, making serious plays in the preseason. All right, Mike, we're going to be back Thursday, and we'll jump heavy into the NFL. We'll preview some of the games this weekend, some matchups we're looking forward to, and maybe uh, I guess we'll probably make our college picks again for the weekend. That's kind of what we're going to do on Move the Six as we go forward. This is kind of an evolving podcast. Lots of Move the Six content for you, again, two times a week as we are now in the NFL season. Football's here, Bucky. We made it, my friend. We absolutely did. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.